Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you again for another Breaking Bad episode, episode nine of season four. Bug, an interesting one. Lots to talk about. Uh, as always, we're excited to talk about these episodes, and in season four, there's just so much to talk about, including the return of our favourite person ever this week which i'm sure we're all excited for but we'll find out that very very soon i should say this first aired on september 11th 2011 the 10th anniversary of september 11 well there you go uh random thing uh written by moira wally beckett and uh, thomas snouts directed by terry mcdonough i don't know why i just have to bring the 10th anniversary of september 11 good job ben um just move into the episode my name is ben and bump 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 Catch a bad guy. And uh, my name's Nick. And uh, sorry, hand wax for you today. <laughs> Every time there's some sort of song, you, you've got to do it right. Like, <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let you do it. I'll let you do it. Oh, thank you. You get all the sexual innuendos and the fun bits. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is this is another. It's another great episode. I mean, it's again, it's not the greatest episode, but I, I think there's enough in this to make this a, a, a very solid, good episode. I think we're kind of on a trend where ultimately it comes down to there's nothing wrong with these episodes. They're all very solid, very good. I've marked down two potential top five moments in this episode. So, you know, the episode's a, a decent one if, um, the, you know, there's potential for those. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's all about moving plot forward. Again, I think the key with so many of these episodes is that they just – they're just that binge-worthy episode that you get to the end and you just want to keep watching. That's what's so good about this season, isn't it? That, you know, like, while at this point last season, you know, it was a bit slow, you were kind of waiting, and, you know, they're still good, but you're kind of okay. But, like, even sort of an episode here, which I'll say right now, spoil, that The Ringer says is the second-worst episode of Breaking Bad, which I definitely do not agree with. Um, even if this was the second-worst episode of Breaking Bad and they were right, like... I still want to keep watching. I just don't want to stop as soon as this episode ends. So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to unpack in this episode. It kind of feels to me like a bit like the um, the problem dog one from a couple of episodes ago, right, of like it's more of a, a kind of, I guess, maybe a building block as opposed to like explosive action. Although there's some really good scenes in this one too. So, um, yeah, I certainly don't have I, – I, I find it very strange to rank an episode that low. You know, it's um, – 
yeah, it, it, it kind of just baffles me because it's just like even if you aren't watching like you know the the kind of high drama that we've had in some of the, the more recent episodes, like it's still it's still just interesting to see how things are playing out here and setting up what what's to come. And again, probably a little bit of you know when you're watching in retrospect, you can appreciate this episode even more because you know what it's setting up. Um, mm. So yeah, I, I find that a very very odd place to to kind of rank an episode like this because I think it is just so solid. Which I will say, according to The Ringer, is the lowest of this season. The only lower episode they have in number 62 is a season 5 episode. So uh, that, uh, that is one for next season to get to. But we, we start off with like a, a cold teaser open. We haven't had one of these in a while. Um, we have a pair of glasses. wonder who these belong to. And we see blood dripping around them as well as we uh, sort of see uh, some blood on his, what are they, like moccasin shoes? Um, interesting choice of... Uh, Shoes there, uh, and we're guessing from Walt, uh, and then we go straight into the um, the opening credits. Which yeah, it's been a, been a while since we've had one. Or am I forgetting one? Did we have one recently, or am I just you know jumping in here and saying that we haven't had one of these in a while? Um, oh, it was probably last episode, and we've already forgotten. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, it does feel like a kind of flash forward is not one we've had for a little while. Yeah, and uh, so I'm looking here at his shoes. They're kind of like a moccasin style sandal or something like that. I, I don't know. They're, they're pretty ugly shoes. I'm being honest. Um, I'm not much of a shoe guy, but I don't know. I, I, I they look like slippers to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Kind of like that moccasin kind of look. Yeah, is is a good description for them. So Walt's picking up Hank again, ready to get your rocks on. Uh, and, and I kind of like uh, Marie here going like, oh, you guys are really going to a strip club, aren't you? Like, this is, you know, mineral show. <laughs> it's like, I mean, in all seriousness, like Albuquerque must be the hot butt of mineral shows here if, uh, you know, he's going to another one. So <laughs> I do kind of like Marie kind of um, questioning there. But basically, they're going to pick up the tracker from Gus's car. Uh, Hank's basically saying that he's been waiting all week. Uh, so excited for it. And this is where we get his great little uh, humming along to the Rocky theme uh, who goes on for a little bit long of it, which is fantastic. Um, he gets, uh, they pull up to Los Hermanos and we get the tracker. Doesn't go in this time around. And I love Hank again being a bit of a dick, like, I wanted a milkshake. <laughs> so we'll go through the drive through uh, So we get back to uh, Hank's place. Uh, we also should say that Tyrus is uh, following them as well. So uh, that's going to play a part in just a moment. And we look at this cool little tracker, plug it into the laptop. That simple. Google Maps comes on board. And all we see is that Gus travels between his house and Los Palos Hermanos, which uh, obviously we saw the reason why that, because he just stuck it on the trash bin, essentially. So uh, Hank, not that happy about that, because it's not proving anything that he's thinking of. So uh, saying that he's basically squeaky clean. And as Walt leaves, he sees Tyrus uh, basically just parked there. And I kind of like Walt here. It's just like pulls up next to the window, calls 911. Like, yes, there's a suspicious man hanging around my house. Please come uh, come get him, please, right now. And I just love the look that like sort of Tyrus gives him just as he kind of drives off. And um, I might just include the scene here too where, uh, I, you know, Walt decides to start smoking. Essentially, uh, yeah. <laughs> they're outside the laundrette and, um, well, bums of smoke. First time we see it. Uh, what is he? What is it? Jesse says, like, don't you have enough cancer already or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah. Um, 
And uh, Walt sort of questioning Jesse about why he hasn't done it. And he sees the rice and still the rice and cigarette. He's lucky cigarette's still in the packet as well. Um, and Jesse knows that he still basically has to do it and he still will do it. So, um, yeah, just uh, kind of uh, some, some filler stuff to kind of move some stuff going on in the uh, the opening 10 or so minutes here. Yeah, I think it's all kind of like good good building block stuff, as I keep kind of saying. But, um, yeah, I think kind of like it's interesting that, that Gus has decided to – it almost feels purposeful that, you know, like um, – because I think if you were trying to cover your tracks, you might have an, a few extra kind of trips to the supermarket or, or something like that, you know, just to kind of make it look like you were just, you know, out and about in a busy week but nothing suspicious, and, and he kind of doesn't do that. So it kind of makes me think that he's kind of playing with Hank a little bit here too of, you know, like I know you're on to me and so I'm not going to give you any information. So – so yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting choice that, um, and um, yeah, I do love the kind of scene between Walt and Tyrus. Like Tyrus is just such an asshole looking guy. Like just that expression on his face is just like perfect, and it kind of barely ever changes on this entire show. Right, it's just like the same expression he has the whole time. It's um, pretty impressive acting that he can just kind of hold that expression, you know, seemingly forever. It's it's pretty good. Which, I mean, kind of Victor had more emotion to him in in many ways, didn't he? Because, you know, you kind of felt him a little bit more. Tyrus is just, he's just scary. Like, he, he's just yeah. like a nightclub bouncer. You know, those real kind of guys that you just kind of look at and you're like, fuck, I'm not going to, I'm not going to mm. mess with you. Um, whereas Victor's kind of like the nicer looking bouncer, you know, who's kind of like, oh yeah, you, you might be out of, you know, he's scary, but also I think you can kind of play him a, a little bit more. But mm. I wonder, I wonder if too, like, yeah, I kind of. I agree with you. Like maybe he is playing a little bit with Hank kind of just going that way. But also is it a case of to just prove that he's kind of a boring guy? Like he just mm. goes to work. Does I mean, I know people who do that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you put a GPS on my car right now, you're not going to get much. So, <laughs> yeah. And I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I'm kind of boring. So, um, yeah, it's not even my car. It's my dad's car. That's how sad it is. Anyway, um, so we've now got uh, Skylar calling Walt uh, saying that they're going to buy Walt Jr. a car and it's going to be safe and five years old and all this kind of stuff, essentially. I, I kind of, I do like Walt laying on his bed having a beer. Why not? Uh, <laughs> I don't know about you if you've ever felt the need to come home from a hard day's work, Nick, and just lay in your bed and have a beer. Maybe the couch, but have you ever just gone and laid on your bed and just, you know, got a beer and had a drink? Yeah, definitely. Definitely done You that. have? Um, oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, um, why not? I guess. Um, <laughs> why not? Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm yeah. missing out here. All right, yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll try it. I'll try it probably, tomorrow. <laughs> probably not in bed, but like, you know, like there's one of one of the brewers over here have got like a shower beer, which is a, you know you're supposed to drink it in the shower, um, which I definitely have done. Um, and okay, we definitely okay, sh- how why what, like what what defines a shower beer? Like I'm, well, I'm confused like just here. like and just like it's kind of like a light beer, you know, and it's kind of like you kind of just chug it away while you're in like a hot shower, you know, like it's supposed to. Um, just supposed to be quite enjoyable, I think. Does it come with a loofah and some soap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can add to it, but um, wow, okay. Skylar um, is basically saying that the profits are really good and that they're going to, you know, be breaking even soon. So essentially to, to Walt, you know, um, got an exit strategy. You can stop doing what you're doing. And Walt says that he's working on it and we see that he's gone and bought himself a SkyMall tracker. Uh, just sitting on his uh, bedside table. So uh, we're going to see that uh, obviously come into play because the next morning it's out of the packet. So we're, what, led to believe here that he's already put it on Jesse's car here, I'm guessing. Um, Mm. 
because yeah, it's it's kind of it's it's empty because uh, when we see him wake up in the next morning, uh, Hank's calling him, wants to go on a bit of a an expedition, and uh, he's been doing some digging, and he's found that the Los Polos Hermanos factory farm on the outskirts of town could be a place of interest. So let's go on a journey. Walt essentially says, I'm sick. I can't do it. He talks about sitting on the toilet and having explosive diarrhea. Um, and Hank says he'll get someone else to drive him. But Walt's like, oh, no, I'll, I'll do it in like a day or two. And then Hank, uh, Walt calls Mike to basically say, we'll warn him. And this is going to lead uh, Mike and Jesse, excuse me, and the crew to basically uh, start cleaning up everything there. So, I mean, really, the start of this episode is just kind of all just setting things up, isn't it? I mean, this is about, what, 15 minutes I'm seeing here into the episode um, and sort of all we've really had is conversations, a bit of driving, Hank singing Eye of the Tiger and uh, Jesse washing some bags of drugs. So, I mean, that's really all we've had. But, I mean, again... This is maybe why I don't I don't know if the ringer thinks this is like boring and pointless and that sort of stuff, but it's moving things forward. Like it's I'm I'm not bored by this. I I'm wanting to know what's happening here. Yeah, and I and I do kind of like the thing of you know, um, I think kind of there's some complications happening here, which is always interesting. I think you've got to you know, you're gonna you you have to be watching and paying attention to what's going on here. And and you know, like I think for the most part, Breaking Bad's been a fairly kind of linear story. You know, like it hasn't had lots of complications in terms of plot lines because it's been largely a kind of like a character study of this one guy and kind of how you know how his kind of life is changing as a result of what he's doing. And so suddenly we're getting like quite a lot more plot compli- complications, and and that requires the show to slow down and explain them a little bit in order to keep you with it, I think. So yeah, I don't I've never really had any problems with the the kind of the 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 pace that the show was going at at this point. Yeah, that's a good point to make. And I mean we sort of talked a lot about that with how the whole storyline around Walt and his drug dealing and all that kind of stuff happens and that you know as soon as you think he's on top of things, something will come along and complicate it. And it's sort mm. of, you know, this is obviously what's uh playing a, a bit of a part of it. Uh, but are we ready here, Nick? Because uh, we've got Skylar. She's uh, behind the counter. She's uh, I love her kind of little way here that she's, you know, oh, absolutely, you can have the hand. What? It's kind of fun. But who should walk in? Here he is, everybody's favourite asshole. Ted Benneke's back. Look at him all silver-haired and just slimy and Ted-like. Um, so he shows up. And uh, basically, we find out that he's been audited. The IRS are auditing for all those uh, little illegal dealings that he may have been involved in. And essentially, he's coming to Skylar for some help. Skylar's all of a sudden saying, well, hang on a minute. No, I can't be involved in this because they're going to tap my phones and tap this and tap that. Like, I do not need this now. Uh, so, yeah, like I think you kind of touched on it last week. And I, I agree with you that... You know, Ted's a pain in the ass. We don't like Ted, but this this storyline kind of it's it's kind of interesting because it kind of you know I, I've always constantly said that Skylar just gets some great stuff moving forward, and I, I weirdly like the fact that Skylar will eventually turn into Soul in the coming weeks. <laughs> so I, I I kind of like that, and ultimately I think I maybe can forgive this a little bit more that Ted's back because I know what's going to happen to Ted in a couple of weeks, and that makes me happy. So <laughs> um, for once, I'm not going to sit here and complain too much about Ted, perhaps. Well, I mean, if if Skylar's worried, worried about things being tapped, maybe she should have thought of that a bit sooner when she was tapping things. Um, oh, you know, like um, you've been so sitting goes, on she, that for a while. 
<laughs> she's um yeah she's got herself under this mess but i i guess probably um the thing about this is that like it kind of comes completely out of nowhere as well like it's not like you kind of build up to this return of ted and i really like it because i thought as, as i think you've just said i think it kind of you know it, it gives skylar something to do that she you know maybe has been missing on the show so I, I really like it from that perspective i think it's um it's good to kind of have her as a more active character with her own storyline which is obviously going to tie into into what's going on with walt a little bit too so it's you know it's it, it just feels like it's the right time for this um and it kind of closes off that storyline and i dare i say it a satisfying way you know like it, it, if you're gonna bring him back you want at least there to be a reason to bring him back and then yeah so I, I really enjoy it i think it kind of works for the show that we've got and i think that's a good point because you know while it's kind of a tedious storyline that we hated um I, I'm still glad that they do bring it back because if they never brought him back, then it's kind of, it's even more of a what's the point even more so. And it's, mm. yeah. And like, as you said, it, it ties into the plot and basically what we're going to get with this is an incredibly famous scene in a couple of episodes and an incredibly famous episode. So it kind of all ties into it. And going back to that sort of complication thing you are talking about and a desperation to kind of deploy the, the ploys of and everything that's happening moving forward. Like it's, it's great. So it's weird that Ted somewhat plays a part in some great moments of the mm. show, which kind of sucks. But, um, again, it's great what happens to Ted. So just saying. <laughs> um, we get a we get a fantastic sort of sequence here. I, I love this whole sequence, what we've got. So we're at the farm and uh, they're basically, what, got the blue light here and trying to go like, oh, clean this up here. They, they're going over everything meticulously to make sure when the DEA shows up. Um, and... I kind of like this conversation between Jesse and Mike where essentially Mike asked Jesse, like, would you have a problem if uh, something happened to to Hank? And Jesse just kind of has this look and just like, well, no one cares what I think. Like, it's just kind of, it's, again, just going back into this Jesse sort of doesn't give a shit, just doing as he's told, getting pushed around a bit. But I kind of like kind of his attitude here. Uh, and as they walk outside, and again, similar to last week, no matter how many times I've seen this episode, I shit myself every time this happens. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, one of uh, Mike's guys basically gets his head blown off. A sniper blows him up, skull everywhere, blood everywhere. Everything kind of goes into slow motion, similar to what we got at the end of last week. Jesse's completely stunned, and it's just great editing. I just love the way this kind of works because you're kind of with Jesse because, it's again, like you are taken aback by this shot. It comes out of nowhere. There's no warning, anything. You're like, holy fuck. And then essentially Jesse's about to get shot. Mike grabs him. They cover. Um, Mike saying that they, uh, you know, might be there for a while uh, as they're, they're getting ready to kind of be in this shootout as his sniper's just taking everybody out. And then, fuck, I love this scene. Like, again, I just don't think we're going to make have room in the top five given we're saying this every single damn week. But Gus walks out and essentially just walks in the line of this sniper shot and deliberately getting missed at. The the sniper's missing him, left, right and centre, and then just Gus stands there with his arms out. You get this sort of shot from the look through of the sniper barrel with like a crossfire on his face. We see that it's our man Gaff um, and he's kind of got a bit of a smile on his face, stop shooting and uh, that's the end of the scene. Like, oh, fuck, like it's just... It's so good. Like, again, like, screw you, The Ringer, 61st. Like, this this episode, this sequence alone makes this 
better than fly a hundred times over and you had that at like 14th so just i i love i just love gus so much and i just love badass gus and he's literally walking in front of a freaking sniper without any care at all knowing that he's not going to get shot just standing there with his arms out and just kind of gets a stare down like from the shock moment of the blood going everywhere to that moment it's just it's epic it's so good yeah, and I think kind of like, you know, what does Jesse say later on? It's like he has this Terminator moment where he's just kind of mm. standing and all these bullets are coming in. It's quite a good way of describing it, really. But, yeah, I think kind of like that headshot kind of just comes out of complete nowhere. Like it's, you know, like he's just like standing there in frame and then you just see him like kind of get the the thing through the head. It's it's pretty amazing. And even like they do some kind of like, you know, close-ups of like the blood spatter on the side of the truck. And, you know, I think there's like brain matter on the truck. And, you know, like it's it's just, it's really, really effective. You know, it's like, holy shit. And, yeah, you're right. It's just kind of like this badass moment of, of Gus kind of just being Gus, right? And um, yeah, I think it's just like this continued escalation that's got to end somewhere, you know, like this is, and, you know, we're heading towards a, um, a resolution towards that stuff soon, you know, um, with Gus. But yeah, it is just, um, it, it, it's intense, you know, like he's kind of just getting these kind of gunshots at his feet and you kind of see him like almost like dodging like sprays of dust as they kind of coming up in his face. And yeah, it's, I love that particular shot where it's basically just like him and the crosshairs you know i think mm. it's just it's really really good um and so you can't help but kind of be um you know invested on the on you know on the, on the edge of your seat type of thing as you're kind of watching this to see what happens next yeah no it's 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 incredible um we get a quick scene after this with gus in his office answers the phone uh and basically just says tell them the answer is yes so uh from this moment we're led to believe that gus is basically caving in now to uh the cartel after uh this moment um we then get uh uh mike i've gone blank why i've gone blank on his name mike that's his name ben you should know that <laughs> jesse arriving to the lab it's a complete brain father what's that bald guy's name which one um bringing the the body of the guy who got his head blown off and i love walt's like oh corpse disposal is this our new uh yeah, yeah. role here going on at the moment um, and I, I also like Mike here basically going off at Walt saying like, if you ever call the cops on one of my guys again, uh, you will be killed. Uh, and yeah, this is that moment you were just mentioning about sort of Jesse to Mike about sort of the Terminator moment. Um, and that basically Mike says to Jesse that they weren't, Gus knew they wouldn't kill him because they need the sort of distri- distribution season and um jesse basically saying well does that mean we're all what open season now that we're all essentially going to die and i kind of like this line here where mike's like if you've got any questions you know you should direct them to gus himself which is obviously going to set us up for a a pretty cool scene that we're going to get and then speaking of a cool scene i don't want to like a scene with ted in it so much but like we got ted basically getting grilled here by the irs who i'm seeing here this guy's name is special agent james picarus of the Criminal Investigative Division. I wonder the actor who played this, like, comes home and is like, I got the role, honey. Well, who are you playing? Special Agent James Pickerus of the Criminal Investigation Division. Like, wow. That, there's a spin-off in itself. Bugger Better Call Soul. I want the uh, Better Call James spin-off of the Criminal <laughs> Investigation Division. Um, but Ted's basically here trying to defend himself through this audit. And basically, Skylar comes in. Boobs out. Blonde bimbo style. Just, you know, playing complete, utter dumbness and i just love the way here she's just basically you know like oh yeah i put it in the quicken and then the numbers in the column said yes 
And this guy's like, oh, tell me you're not working anywhere else. How did you get this job? What are your qualifications? Oh, Ted gave me the job. Um, just, It's so good. I think I said last week I'd love to see uh, Adegard play like this style of character. I'm sure she has. Like, But it's just, she's just so good how she can kind of do this. It's just funny and basically stops the IRS from uh, questioning them. But uh, outside, Skylar's basically saying, oh, look, I've saved you jail time but you still have to pay the taxes and everything else, uh, which is, is this what we, do we find out that it's like $600,000? We found that out yet. Have I skipped over that detail? Um, um, it's what, 630000 or something along something those lines? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, and basically Ted's saying, I've got no more mortgages to do. I've got this. I'm driving a shitty car. Um, everything else all along those lines. So, um, oh, boohoo, poor you, Ted. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I just, I just love Skylar playing up to this. It's just fun. I, I want to use the Quicken. Have you ever used the Quicken, Nick? Um, no, I don't think so. Me neither. But uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, your take on on Skylar and and what was happening back at the uh, the super lab. Yeah, well, I think I think it's quite good, and I I do like this whole thing of like now they've got you know Walt's got this really useful skill to them of being able to dispose of a body. I think that that's quite an interesting kind of subplot that's that's going on behind the scenes. But um, one of the things I think we maybe neglected to talk about last week, um, and all our excitement excitement with that Hermanos episode was, um, you know, like that right at the end, Don Eladio kind of says to me, you know, like the only reason you're alive is because we know who you are. And I think, you know, part of that was that to do with this kind of Chilean background that, you know, like he's got connections or what, like it's kind of left a little bit unsaid, but I think it kind of bleeds into this where they're kind of literally, um, where they're kind of talking about, um, you know, like he would never get shot because he's too valuable to them, you know, like in terms of his distribution network and all that kind of stuff. And um, this whole thing of like, these guys as cartel think they know who Gus is and what he's capable of. And I, I think that's quite interesting to think about, you know, um, if, if they knew a little bit more about Gus and, and what he's really got going on, um, maybe they would just take the headshot here and get rid of him, you know? Um, so, yeah, I think it's just an, it's an interesting kind of point in the story. Um, yeah. And I mean, obviously the Skylar seems a lot of fun um, and, and really good. And I, I think it's kind of going back to that ongoing kind of story that we've had where she's becoming quite an accomplished liar as well. Well, you know, we talk about Walt being a really good liar, um, but I guess the difference here is that she knows she's lying. Like she knows that she is, um, you know, like selling the story. Whereas Walt is always the person he lies to the most is himself. You know, like he's still in denial about how much he actually lies and and the impacts of them. Whereas Skylar knows there's a reason why she's telling this lie. Um, and yeah, I mean, a really impre- impressive acting um, kind of performance by Skylar um, and by obviously Anna Gunn as well. So <laughs> kind of like a it's like an inception, isn't it? It's an, an acting within an act type of thing. I love here. that. So, yeah. yeah, when you kind of have that in shows when you've got an actor acting, like it's yeah. just it's kind of fun uh, when yeah. they do that. Whereas what is it like in um, Tropic Thunder when you've got what, like an actor acting? Yeah. Then act, there's like three layers to it, right? <laughs> like yeah, 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 of, yeah. You know, it's going that way. Um, we get this great sequence of Jesse having dinner with Gus, which I always forget this mm. is a thing. Um, and, you know, we're kind of seeing here Jesse potentially going to put the ricin in the stew finally, uh, but he, he doesn't go through with it. And I, I love, like, it's kind of, it's always interesting, isn't it, when you see the way Gus is with Jesse versus Walt, you know, because it kind of flips, doesn't it? Because 
Gus is almost like very stand, very almost back to being angry with Jesse like he was like last season of like, you know, don't look at him, look at me, kind of when he's like, I have invited you into my home. I am, I've cooked you a meal. Like, you know, just kind of almost talking down to him because he's like a child. But I do love like Jesse standing up for himself. Again, this just plays into just Jesse's kind of development this season where he kind of, he doesn't give a shit anymore. He just stands up and basically saying that you want me to take over so you can kill Walt. Uh, and that if you kill Walt, you'll have to kill me too. And I, I, I just, I really do love the fact that Walt and Jesse again, we're obviously this episode not getting along too well, but they've still kind of got this loyalty to each other, which is always just underlying beneath mm. there. I just, I love it. Like it's just, it kind of, it works so well between these two that they're never really besties, but it just kind of, they, they're just so loyal to each other that they're never going to allow the other person essentially to die. Um, yeah, and of course, like just to just to jump in there, I think kind of one of the one of the issues there is that um, both of them feels like they are protecting the other one at all times, and the other yeah. one isn't um, the other one isn't um, appreciative of that, you know. And so Walt especially feels that, you know, he feels like you know Jesse doesn't appreciate the efforts he's going to to kind of keep him alive, and um, Jesse, to a lesser degree, obviously feels the same way, and that's obviously going to be the, the tension there is going to boil over at the end of the episode. Yeah, exactly. Um, but basically, Gus says no. He's misunderstanding him, and that uh, he's going to need Jesse's help to prevent an all-out war with the cartel. So that's going to lead us into uh, what we're going to get into next week, and we'll hear a little bit there as well. Um, and yeah, I, I guess kind of. I'll just add a couple of things here before we get into the final scene. Uh, Skylar looks at the money in the vacuum-sealed bags under the house. Uh, that's just a brief little scene there. Um, and we see Walt getting the GPS locator of Jesse's car and then sees the data and basically sees that Jesse has been to Gus's house and then Jesse leaves a message for Walt saying that, uh, come over, he's got something to tell him. So before, I guess we'll, we'll cap it there, kind of uh, obviously the last scene. Anything to add really on anything that I've just talked about that you didn't just add a couple of seconds ago there? Yeah, I think it's largely largely just, again, like some nice little setup scenes and, and you know, some kind of good, I think, kind of Anna Gunn acting of like shit, like trying to trying to work through what her... Um, what her options are and, and, you know, like, can she just give him this money and, you know, actually having to make some bigger decisions and, you know, Walt's whole thing has been, he does this for his family. Um, and, you know, whether or not how true that is, is kind of one of the underlying kind of questions of the show. Um, but now we've got Skylar having the same issue, right? Like she's having to decide what step she's prepared to do to, to, keep your family safe um and and you know like knowing that when Walt finds out about this it's not going to be a good a good ending indeed yeah it's uh it's sort of interesting how it sort of come a bit full circle that way then we get into this whole last sequence um which I love again I'll just say I've, I've e-marked this whole sort of you know mainly the fight probably but I guess you lump the whole because I, I love the conversation beforehand as a, as a potential top five um so uh, Walt goes to Jesse's house. We find out from Jesse that Gus wants him to go to Mexico and essentially teach the cartel how to cook Walt's formula. And Jesse's asking Walt for his help and that if he can coach him. Walt's not listening. Walt's being Walt. Walt's essentially just saying to him, you know, have you seen Gus? Have you seen Gus? Jesse keeps saying that he hasn't and to which Walt, says that he knows he's been there, kind of implies that he followed him. Um, but then he, he kind of gives away the, the gander when he essentially gives him like a very specific time. Like, you were there for two hours and 12 minutes or whatever whatever it is. And um, 
It's kind of when Jesse, I guess, uh, clicks into gear, like what's going on, and then uh, Walt admits that he was tracking him. And we just get this great, again, like I love this argument before the fight. Like it's just, I, I this is one of those scenes where it would be great to be on set because like all you see of these two kind of behind the scenes is they get along very, very well. They have some fun and all that kind of stuff. But I can't imagine what it's like to be in a sequence like this where they're sort of yelling and screaming and getting into a full fight because all the fights we've seen between these two, you know, we've seen a – a bit of a push and shove here and there, but we've never really seen to the extent of what we're about to get here. Um, Walt's essentially saying to Jesse, you, you've signed my death warrant, you know, go to Mexico, you'll you'll end up in a barrel essentially, you know, you'll screw up like you always do. Um, <laughs> just Jesse throws the GPS smack bang into Walt's head. Um, and then we get into a, a big old fight. Jesse essentially really kicks the shit out of him um, and we kind of, get the uh, the scene caught up to what we had at the very beginning of the episode with the glasses and the blood. Table gets broken. As soon as you see that table, you know it's going to get broken, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I do kind of love how sort of there's a bit of quiet and they sort of they're catching their breath. And I just love the moment when Jesse's like, can you walk? And Walt's like, yes. And he's like, then get the fuck out of my house and never come back. So, whoa, okay. Um, which is, is that the first time we've heard Jesse drop the F-bomb? Maybe? Yeah, I think so. I think we've had like one F bomb before this, but I don't know. I can't remember if it was Jesse or not. Walt said, fuck you to Gretchen. Um, We've definitely had the F bomb used, but I'm just thinking from the main two characters that um, Walt's definitely had at least once. I just, I can't remember if Jesse, please, someone listening, correct us if we're wrong. But, and that's what like, I mean, again, I'm guessing this was censored when it aired. Like I'm watching sort of an uncensored version, but Mm. it makes it so much more powerful because again, it's a show Mm. where this isn't, the Sopranos or, you know, a Showtime show where fuck is used every five seconds. This is a show where fuck's probably used, you can count it on, the, the, on your hand maybe. Um, so, like, mm. when you hear it, like, it just feels all the more powerful to kind of have it. And it's just Walt just kind of leaves and kind of has a bit of a look and just like, boom, done. But, like, it's, it's, it's weird that you kind of almost feel this has been coming, but at the same time it's still very shocking, like, you know, they've had a few little push and shoves, as I said before, but never to this extent. So you're almost like at this point, like, well, how the fuck do they recover from this? Like, Jesus Christ. Mm. Like, it's 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 brutal. It's very well shot and it's shocking and everything that you expect from a fight between sort of your two main characters like this. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's heavy. And, uh, again, top five potential. I don't sadly think it will make it. But, uh, yeah, God, if, if we had a top ten, which maybe we will this season, I don't know. Um yeah, it's 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 a great end to the episode. Yeah, I think kind of like the thing too is like we've seen them have these kind of fights before, but they've almost been comical. Like they've just yeah. been almost like kind of bitch slaps, you know, like and and like this is kind of full on punching each other. And I love that it kind of like at, at various points you actually at the start of it, you kind of think Walt's actually got the upper hand. It's like, shit, is Walt going to like actually beat the shit out of Jesse here? Um, and then obviously that doesn't happen. Um, and um, yeah, and I just love the fact that there's kind of like no – music whatsoever it's kind of just like you kind of feel the kind of raw energy of this because it is just the sounds of two people like just kicking the shit out of each other um and so i I love the sound work on this um it's interesting that in my kind of my my book that i've got here that they talk about this not being the best stunt work and that you could it's obvious that you can see the stunt men at various times in this and look i i never really had a problem with that i think it's quite interesting that you know this book that has kind of talked in glowing terms about about the show kind of has this um, this critique of it. I don't know if you had any particular problems with with the stunt work on this. I don't think I really noticed. 
I mean, it kind of wasn't something that kind of glaring. Like, I mean, there are definitely scenes in movies and TV shows where you can very clearly tell and it does take you away from it. But this was definitely one that I never noticed anything outside of yeah. the ordinary. Yeah. He kind of says that, you know, when you've got two characters who are bald, he kind of says, you know, um, you know, um, when the two leads are bald or close to it, your viewers have spent a lot of time staring at the shape of these skulls and hmm. it's hard to replace them in a fight that long. Um and not have the substitutions be obvious. Well, I, like I certainly didn't notice. I never yeah, had a problem with it from that perspective. So just interesting that, you know, like it's not something that that occurred to me at all. Yeah, no, it didn't even cross my mind at all with any of that. But um, yeah, it's kind of interesting when people, like I, Ben, you're a hypocrite by saying this, it's interesting when people find stupid things to nitpick about. <laughs> what, what do we do for yeah. a living half the time? But um, yeah, no, I, it's not something that ever kind of, um, yeah, caught me on that one. Um, just quickly, the trivia here, I've got to mention, I did notice it. Um, in Skylar's office, you see the Lily of the Valley plant, which uh, may come into play later this season because it's kind of, it's interesting. They do focus on this weird sort of flower at one point, and I guess mm-hmm. if you don't know what it is, you, it doesn't mean anything, but if you do, just uh, keep an eye on that. Um, I, I like here in the tribute, it says, this episode features the longest and roughest fight between Walt and Jesse. Aaron Paul actually grazed Cranston on the tip of the nose while filming the fight scene, and uh, Gilligan apparently said that he wanted to make their fighting look sloppy by having them put fingers in each other's mouths, breathing heavily, grabbing objects to desperately use to hit one another. It reminded me actually a little bit of, um, oh, maybe not, because I guess kind of in Nip Tuck we didn't really have Christian and Sean always fighting, but, you know, the, the scene when Sean comes in and bashes the shit out of Christian, you know, I loved you the most, and, you know, great mm. scene in season two. Um, not maybe quite the same because they haven't really sort of fought that much before like that. But, um, yeah, pretty pretty damn epic still. Um, which leads us into our ratings. As I said, the ring is 61st. I'll just read. They said, the last time Jesse and Walt came to blow, come to blows is hard to watch. There is eye gouging. There is cheek pulling. Pieces of furniture are used as weapons. The scene doesn't look like a junkie and a school teacher getting in an argument. It looks like two desperate men trying to kill each other. Isn't that the point? Uh, just compare it to the comical toilet fight from season one, and you'll see how much things have changed. In Bug, the walls are clearly closing in on Walt. Hank is trying to make a trip to Polis Amana's factory farm. Skylar is pressuring Walt to make a plan to get out of the meth business. Gus is still alive and finding his cook increasingly troublesome. So by the time Jesse and Walt begin their brawl, we know we're watching the disintegration of the last honest relationship of the show. Walt is fighting a three-front war, and now he doesn't have a single ally. See, it's it's interesting their write-ups for these that they're never actually even really being negative, are they? They're just kind of giving a a decent analysis of the episode. Mm. Um, mm. But you would feel for the second lowest episode, they're going to say a little bit more of that. Interesting. Um, but moving on, um, buy rent bin. Yeah, I mean, for me, I certainly don't agree with what the ring is saying. It's a buy, and it's a it's a pretty high buy for me. I think, that, like you, like we keep saying, there's kind of nothing to dislike about this. Um, I think it is a bit of a builder episode, and it kind of is interesting to me that you know, like it, it, it's kind of sandwiched between these two episodes that are really about kind of Gus's story, you know, between Hermanos and Salud, which we're going to get next week. Um, it's interesting that this is the one that sits in between, and I think that's probably the reason why it gets maybe a little bit overlooked at times um, because of that. You know, people kind of want to get to the resolution of that first part of Hermanos. Um, but, you know, to me, I think it's a really well 
constructed episode. I like how we bring Ted back in a way that kind of adds to the story that Skylar's got her own story happening here. Um, yeah, like the scene we just talked about is really great. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's no reason to not buy this episode. I've kind of, I've got it at 15 at the moment. Um, having said that, I've already watched the next two episodes and I know that both of them are going to come in higher. So in, in technical in, in real terms, it's actually 17th. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's still, you know, it's, it's well in our top half, I think. So, um, so yeah, I think there's, there's definitely, um, definitely a, a discrepancy between me and, and the ringer, I think in a lot of these episodes. Seven in a row now for you in terms of the buy, which is your second longest streak now for Breaking Bad. You had 12 in a row between season one, episode five and season two, episode nine. And I'm going to say I'm buying it, which means this is my longest ever streak of buys for Breaking Bad. So I, I'm crossing over there, seven in a row as well. You and I both rented 38 snubs, so we're on a, on a bit of a stretch here. So uh, I like that. And, of course, I had two rents there that I turned into buys after talking about them. Um, I don't have this quite as high. I have this in at 25th. So, I mean, again, I like this episode, but just looking at kind of what's around it and all those sort of uh, points around those, I've got them higher. Um, I've got this sandwich between down and four days out. So uh, that's where I have it positioned there as well. But I definitely agree with you in terms of uh, the next couple of episodes. Um, Next week, we're getting into Salud. Salud? Salud. it's, It's Spanish. Don't get me to speak other languages. This is what they used to always say on Survivor whenever they had their little things, yeah. right? And I used to always think they were saying like salute, which is what like high in French, but uh, <laughs> this is like goodwills or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, the thing I always forget about sort of what we got last week with the cartel and sort of the backstory with Gus is I always forget that we get a real like quick kind of resolution to this with Don Eladio and things like that. Like it's kind of, it's, it's, I always thought this was a lot, there's a bigger gap between these episodes, but not really. Um, we get an epic final scene. We get epic everything around there. Uh, there's a great um, actor in next week's episode who can tie us into our 24 coverage, uh, quite a prominent uh, character from 24 who is in a bit of a minor role next week. Who I'm excited to talk about. And uh, we learn about some, uh, ice, no, not Icelandic, Luxembourg, Great Aunt Birgits, which are always good yes. as well. So yeah. um, always fun to learn about that. And we get Walt Jr. and Walt scene, and we get the, the infamous orange jacket, which I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, um, which, uh, yeah, again, I'm, I'm a bit concerned about Walt and his underwear in front of his son. But, hey, like, you know, you gotta you got to add to that. But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a great episode. Yeah, and I think it will be an interesting one to talk through because obviously, like the the kind of star scene is at at the end, and it's a massive scene. You know, like in terms of the, the chunk that we'll talk it through, is it's a really really long scene. So there actually isn't a heap of scenes on this particular episode, but it's probably one of the most well known, I think, in Breaking Bad. Um, and you know, I think it is just one that people generally tend to remember, um, especially that end scene. But I, you know, I love the Walt Walt Junior stuff, and and um, also the the um, Skylar Ted stuff I think is really really great as well so yeah I think there's like there's there's very little here that is that I'm not absolutely stoked to talk about gosh Skylar and Ted stuff is turning good who would have uh, ever thunk it <laughs> but uh, in the meantime if you're enjoying our coverage you're enjoying what we're doing uh, remember to subscribe to the podcast and uh, never miss an episode of this 24 
Lost, which, uh, look, I'll be completely honest with you, at the time of recording this, I might have finished by the time this is airing. I don't know. <laughs> it depends on how well we stay up to date. But this is Lost we're talking about here. Noah's probably gone back into hiding, so we probably barely did any more episodes at this point. Bloody so. Noah. Bloody Noah, just can't get a date, being racist, all the usual stuff. But uh, we obviously appreciate uh, you tuning in and you'll hear the ways to do that more at the end. And, of course, uh, Patreon, give us some money. We've got $624,000 owing in IRS. We can't afford our BMWs anymore, so please help us out. (laughs) Please. Uh, But we'll be back next week to talk about Salute. Until then, my name is Ben and I started truckers. What happens on that one? <laughs> My name's Nick and uh, probably one guy in a diaper is enough for this podcast anyway. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff? Yes, sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made.